The Department of Defense has partnered with a third-party lab to test generic medications over concerns of tainted drugs. The DEA is weighing a special registration that would allow some physicians to prescribe controlled medications through telehealth appointments. And CMS updates its HCAPS patient experience survey. It's Thursday, August 10th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Department of Defense has signed a deal with a third-party lab to test select generic medications for quality control issues. New Haven, Connecticut-based Valisher said in a release Tuesday that it had entered into a cooperative research and development agreement with the DOD. As part of the study, the independent laboratory will test dozens of drugs for potentially dangerous chemicals and rate manufacturers' quality in order to help the DOD reward good manufacturers and exclude substantial standard medicines from its formulary. Valisher said its partnership with the DOD is in response to a mandate in the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023, which instructs the DOD to assess risks to the department's pharmaceutical supply chain. The possibility of this partnership was first reported by Bloomberg in June based on confidential sources. According to Bloomberg, if this pilot is successful, it may serve as a model for other federal agencies like Medicare and the Department of Veterans Affairs. That same Bloomberg article also stated that Valisher has conducted drug quality control checks for Oakland, California-based Kaiser Permanente for more than two years. Currently, the Food and Drug Administration is tasked with monitoring quality control issues in the drug supply chain, which includes generics. However, much of the generic drugs in the United States are manufactured abroad in countries like China and India, which makes it difficult for the FDA to routinely inspect plants. Around 90 percent of all medications prescribed and dispensed in the United States are generic. Generic medications are also used widely by hospitals and health systems. This move from the Defense Department comes as there are growing concerns regarding continual shortages of drugs, with an estimated 76% of the shortages due to manufacturer quality control issues. The Drug Enforcement Administration has signaled that it will consider a separate special registration for physicians to prescribe controlled substances through telehealth appointments without requiring an in-person patient visit. According to a notice of meeting published Monday in the Federal Register, the DEA plans to host public listening sessions to get more input on the issue. In the notice, the agency said that it received more than 38,000 comments related to two proposed notices of rulemaking that it issued this spring on telemedicine flexibilities, one for prescribing controlled substances and another regarding an expansion of buprenorphine prescription guidelines. Buprenorphine is used to treat opioid use disorder. The public comment period on both of those proposed rules ended on March 31st. The DEA said that several hundred comments it received specifically raised the possibility of a special registration for practitioners who seek to prescribe controlled substances without conducting an in-person medical evaluation of patients. The listening sessions are scheduled for September 12th and 13th.
During the COVID-19 public health emergency, the DEA eased enforcement of the Ryan Hate Act, a law that requires any healthcare practitioner issuing a prescription for a controlled substance to conduct an in-person medical evaluation in an effort to better regulate online prescriptions. During the PHE, there was an increased demand for telehealth services as people sought to avoid visiting healthcare providers in person. However, there were some cases of telehealth providers and the pharmacies they partnered with being accused of overprescribing controlled substances. Perhaps the most well-known was the case of Cerebral, which provides mental health appointments online and prescription services. It was investigated by the Department of Justice in May 2022, following allegations that it intentionally overprescribed controlled substances. Its pharmacy partner, TruePill, also faced allegations from the DEA in December that it had unlawfully filled prescriptions for stimulants like Adderall. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has updated its patient experience survey in an effort to encourage more people to fill it out. It's known as the Hospital Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems, or HCAPS, survey. This tool was the first national, standardized, and publicly reported survey of patients' perspectives of hospital care. It was first implemented across the country in 2006, and its data was first made publicly available two years later. Since 2012, HCAPS scores have played a role in hospital payment through the Hospital Value-Based Purchasing Program. The survey captures a patient's experience of communication with doctors and nurses, responsiveness of hospital staff, communication about medicines, cleanliness and quietness of the hospital, discharge information, transition to post-hospital care, and overall rating of the hospital. The updates were included in the final rule that CMS issued for its 2024 inpatient prospective payment system at the beginning of the month. Starting in 2025, patients will be able to fill out the survey online. Until now, patients have had to submit their responses either through the mail or over the phone. CMS is also extending the data collection period an additional week, from 42 days to 49 days post-discharge, and requiring the official Spanish translation for Spanish-language preferring patients. CMS said in the final rule that that it found during a test of the changes conducted in 2021, these changes resulted in higher response rates and better representation of younger, Spanish-language-preferring, racial and ethnic minority, and maternity care patients. Every year, more than 3,000 hospitals participate in HCAPS, and more than 3 million patients complete the survey. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at JustHealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.